Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from Cardiff. Her name is Lizzie Wood. There's a wonderful platform called Practical Strategist, where she helps people navigate through mapping and goal setting and helping them create kind of like some sort of clarity as to making plans and executing the plans. I think we are in an age where we are so information driven that you don't know what is what is the salt to what the sugar is. So I do feel like we need people to assist us and guide us as to why we have a plan and how to actually get from A to Z. So I'm going to let you tell the audience a bit about yourself and your platform and why you do what you do. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, So yes, I am a single mum to a seven-year-old little boy. And uh, this year will be five years uh, when I became a single parent. And, you know, when it happened, uh, my little boy's dad and I separated. My world just turned upside down, you know. I think I'd always been quite a driven person. And then, you know, I had my son at the age of 39 and then sort of just put my career on hold um, and just really wanted to focus on, you know, enjoying motherhood. And then when things didn't work out as planned, um, I just felt completely lost and my mental health really, really suffered. Um, And I moved to a world of just fear and anxiety and I couldn't snap out of it. And then my sister actually uh, discovered uh, goal mapping. Um, She was at a workshop with work. And then she bought tickets for us for Christmas as a family to go to a family goal mapping workshop in London. And Brian Main, the founder of goal mapping, started presenting kind of his methodology and the theory behind it. So this with goal mapping, it's not just about setting goals. Um, It's actually about understanding Um, the science behind why getting clarity and writing your goals in a certain way can help you you to actually make it happen. And when he was sharing some of the insights around the power of a positive mindset, for example, I was just having these light bulb moments and I honestly just wanted to cry. And my family had no idea at the time how bad my mental health was. I was masking it from everybody. And I just was holding it in and trying to take all of the information in and just like, oh my gosh, this is going to change my life. 
And then about two years on, you know, from that, I just kept learning more about it, trying to find like practical ways to implement it. Um, and yeah, just had great success from it. So in lockdown, I decided that I wanted to help other people, particularly single parents, oh. be able to reimagine their life. And so I trained as a coach and then a facilitator to sort of run workshops. And that, so I guess that's my journey and how I found it. Um, and goal mapping, you know, I done goal setting in the workplace and always used, you know, that smart acronym where it's like specific, measurable, achievable, time bound. Um, and had, you know, sometimes goals really worked for me and particularly in work, they tended to. But in my personal life, you know, I'd set New Year's resolutions, for example, yeah. to lose so much weight and have a really great start and then fail. Um, and what I love about goal mapping is actually it teaches you that, you know, it's about imperfect action is way better than trying to take set yourself up for failure with trying to think that you need to be perfect and the way you think about your goals and and what you want so it uses um left and right brain so it activates your whole brain and so it uses words and pictures and I get you to think any client that's with me I get them to really think about their goals in an empowering way so because language is so important yeah. and what we use you know so if you can think about I always use weight loss for example so I always used to be I want to be three stone lighter and I use the word I want to be three stone lighter and in my mind as I was saying that I would always be thinking about you know oh can I do that I failed before oh you know I've always been on the bigger side I'm not sure whether that's possible and that negative belief system just comes to the forefront with it um, what I did with goal mapping is it completely changed it. So it was like, okay, actually, why do I want to be three stone left? It's not actually the three stone. I just want to feel really good and fantastic in my clothes. Yeah. Um, and so actually, and then goal mapping to taught me to write my goal then. And I changed that goal to being, I feel fantastic in my clothes, or it's about feeling healthy and vibrant. So my goal is actually, I am a healthy and vibrant person yeah. and it's so much more empowering isn't it yeah. and um and it just you know you achieve that goal you know by just putting in those healthy eating practices or exercise and you'll achieve that goal the minute that you start it and then you just get better and better and better and that goal comes more and more to life and that's such a better way to look at it than to think oh I've only done a stone and I need to do three and I've still got two more to go. Yeah. Just that whole belief system. It's just changed that mindset and that approach to it. Yeah, I think you're completely right. And I do, I read a study that said that at the beginning of the year, like most of the New Year's resolutions that people have made, they kind of don't execute it. And yeah. I think that what a lot of people have issues with or what I had issues with in the past is that if I had 10 things that I wanted to achieve if I didn't do one for example then I would forfeit the 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 rest of the other goals that I that I had you know and in actual fact even if you give yourself you we have to give ourselves grace especially as mums we yes. have to give ourselves grace and I read this magnificent book called Atomic Habits and when I tell you that he kind of like breaks it down as to 
make the goals practical like what like what you're saying like you want to exercise every day have your gym clothes ready at you know at the, the night before so at, at six o'clock in the morning you're not like trying to get the gym clothes and stuff like that we have to be really practical with the steps that we want to take to achieve our goals yeah it's so important yeah. like before I had my son, I was, you know, a CrossFitter. I was at the gym three times a week. And then when I had Theo, I suffered a really bad birth and I, and I tore into my stomach. So I had a colostomy bag for six months whilst that tear healed. So I couldn't exercise. And then afterwards, I found getting back into exercise really difficult. And then the breakup and everything. And so... I have set goals about exercising again, but feeling overwhelmed for a really long time. And then not, I think it was not last year, the year before, I decided to, it was the end of the year. And I thought, right, I'm making this goal happen. And I'm just going to be really realistic with myself. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd done things like set myself out to run for 10 minutes, three times a week, and then it, would ha it wouldn't happen. And then I'd give up. So I just told myself, right, I'm going to invest money and I'm going to get a trainer because I know I need somebody to kick my butt. I tried the other way and it doesn't work. So I'm going to make that financial commitment to myself. And I went to him and I said, I just want you to train me hard for one day a week. That's all I can commit to. Don't give me any pressure on diet. Just get me back exercising again so I can mentally be in a better place with it. So we did that. And a year later now, I train five times over a period of a fortnight and I've managed to find a way to make it work around work and my son. If you'd asked me two years ago if I was going to be able to make that time for five times a week, I would have told you no way. Yeah, but It was just because mentally I had to be really realistic with who I am and then find a solution to get me started and then gradually build it up. And, that, and I do think that I don't mean to interrupt. I do think that a, 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 what I find with a lot of single moms is that you don't realize how strong you actually are. Yes, you know. And I I constantly say that if you can do this single motherhood thing, like if you can reimagine what life is like as a mother, like we all wanted the the two point four children and the happy mm -hmm. marriage and the wonderful life, and then we had to do this thing alone. So if you have enough strength to get up every day to pay the bills, do the uniform, go to, yeah. you know, go to work and still give 150%. And bearing in mind that we are women, we have to cut across that glass ceiling that's there. If you can do that every single day and show up, what else can't you do? Mm. Sometimes we have to just tell the inner critic, because that's what she is, that she, yeah. needs to, she needs to become our best friend. The same way you would speak to your best friend you know encouraging her telling her you can do it you've got so many skills you've got so many so much to give to the world we need to sack that inner critic that's saying you can't do this you can't do this and then tell her to become our best friend <laughs> we have um I work with um a community interest group for single parents called single parents well-being and they do for single parents in Wales they run a six-week course and I do week five and it's all about reimagining your future. But on that course, we talk about the inner critic and we, we we get people that do the course to name them. So my inner critic um, is called Jane. And, and that's because I have a really critical auntie. <laughs> 
So when Jane comes in, I recognize that she's there and I go, okay, Jane, thanks for showing up, but I don't need you. And then I have a compassionate work friend called Betty and I call Betty in. and Betty speaks to me like, you have so much strength, you have so much resilience, look how far you've come, you know you can do this, you're fearful and that's okay, but face into it. And it's just a really, it sounds a bit crazy, but just really separating them out and recognizing yeah. them as two different things. Because we, we all have a lower self and we all have a higher self. Yeah. And the quicker that we can get to know our lower self and recognize her when she shows up. Yeah. Then we can start to then identify that what we need to do to bring in our higher self. And that's really the key to our success is just understanding. And it's okay that they show up. They're yeah. never going to disappear. It's normal. We're human beings. But if we recognize them and then give ourselves that self-love, that self-care and call yeah. in that more compassionate, higher self. It's so, we, it, you know, that's where we get to achieve our goals and our dreams and we get to re, you know, it's possible for us to um, reset those belief systems and those yeah. habits and those behaviors. You know, our brains are wired to do it. We've just got to become consciously aware of when we're unconsciously doing that negative self-talk to ourselves and reframe and choose again and then build those new belief systems and how empowering is that to teach our children definitely and I think that um, ultimately kids that can see that their parents are being badass and chasing their goals and achieving everything they that that within itself is teaching them the life skills that because I've always said that mums that for example that I found that are not working um or not chasing their goals you should have the best kids ever because you've got more time to pour into your kids but then that's not actually what happens you then find the ones that actually have the limited time to spend with them are more proactive in regards to their kids than the ones that actually have unlimited time in so my this I say that to say this that follow whatever it is that you want to do do it because if you don't achieve your goals, you're going to then try and live your life vicariously through your children. And then when they up and leave, you're going to have empty self, empty shell syndrome. And yeah. you're not going to carve out that life that you, you should have for yourself. Because before you had them, you had your life and you had the goals and you had the dreams and you don't want to resent the kids because they didn't ask to be here. So you can do things simultaneously whilst you're chasing your dreams, you can still raise your kids. And I think imperfect action is far better than no action. And I think for me, the most empowering thing that's come out of my single parent journey is that I got to redo me. How many women get to do that? How many women get to go, we fall into life's trap, we fall into relationships, we fall into habits, we fall into jobs. How many people actually get to go, do you know what, actually, I'm going to stop for a minute and I'm not going to centre my life around my husband or my partner or, you know, I'm actually going to think about what I want and I'm going to reimagine my future and I'm going to work towards it. And that's for me, I'm so grateful for that. Now, a lot of hardship has come from that and it takes a lot of guts and it takes, you know, a lot of highs and lows, but it makes us who we are. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I do think what, yeah, I love what you just said about reimagine me. I think that sometimes women, 
especially are so afraid of the unknown you just don't know what this new life will look like and then it cripples you you know yes. yeah because I fear comes in yeah the fear comes in and I I um I've shared this before on the on the, on the podcast that I worked for the Ministry of Justice for 10 years because it was a civil service and because it was a good job and it's because I got the law degree and I was like okay this is what I meant to do but I hated it mm-hmm. and I was so crippled by fear that okay I'm a single mom I should not leave something that's comfortable something I know what the paycheck is I've got the pension and I just was driving into work on a Monday crying because I did not want to be in the in the office I didn't want to see any defendants you know I just didn't like what I was doing and it was affecting my parenting as well sometimes we think our kids can't see but they can they can absorb so much they know when you're happy and they know when you're sad even without you having to say anything they can just they they can sense our energy because I thought energy is kind of like the big buzzword now but they can sense your energy so yeah so I just went into work one day and I was like I quit I actually just quit and people thought I was crazy but when I tell you that when I just said nope this is not going to be my life I'm not going to be one of those people that's stuck in this job and I'll because there's a some people are just in the civil service for years and they're like oh in my day I did not want to have that in my day (laughs) conversation with anybody because I've been there for 20 50 years no so I quit and when I tell you that I'm so much happier now in what I am doing um, what I wanted to find out from you is how can mums believe, set and achieve goals with mapping? Okay, so there is some science behind goal mapping that I, was my light bulb moment. And I think it's, it's the thing for me that's really, I think, connects people. So we, um, our subconscious mind is super powerful, like it helps us walk and all of those things. But it also wants to help us deliver whatever we want so whatever we set our mind to whatever we say to it we want to happen it's there to help that happen for us but the problem is is that it's not smart quite smart enough to decipher like all of the mixed messages that we often set send it so if I was using an example of a job interview so say you've gone for a job you really want it get the interview And then you hear, for example, that someone else in your organization has gone for it as well. And so you start to think, oh, they're really good. Maybe they'll get it. Mm. And then I might bump into you and say, oh, yeah, I've got the job interview. And you're like, amazing. I'm so excited for you. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it doesn't matter if I don't get it. You know, Sons has gone for it and they're really good, et cetera. And we do those things. We say those things to protect ourselves. So just in case it doesn't happen. But in reality, what we're doing is we're telling our subconscious mind, we don't really want that job. So when it tries to decipher all of those thoughts, it goes with that the strongest one, which is normally our inner critic, you know, and our belief system that we're not quite good enough. And this was a real thing for me. And this is why goal mapping is so powerful because, and it's the reason why we write our goals in a positive present tense. I talked about those empowering words. So rather than using words like I want, or I'd like to, you send it, well, you know, I am healthy and energized or I am whatever the job might be, for example. Yeah, I am a successful coach. I'm a successful businesswoman, whatever it might be. 
And then you say those goals out loud on a regular basis. And the other thing we do is we use, so that's the left brain, the logical brain, and then we use the right brain and we use visualization to really visualize us in there. So I'm looking, for example, to move house really very shortly. So I have got a goal that says I am a resident and the name of the street that I'm going to move on. And I've, I visualize myself every day in that home, waking up, I see the bedroom, I see the living room, I see me walking out to the garden and doing a meditation before my son wakes up. And by doing that, and on my map, I have pictures of how I want that house, my living room to look. And by doing that, I am sending my subconscious mind a really clear command about what I want. And by I look at my maps on my fridge, I look at it every day, I say my goals out loud, I visualize it. And by doing that, I am sending my subconscious mind that message that I want that to happen. So we were just talking about, you know, a job. I was in a job that I absolutely hated. I used to cry every day, really similar to you. And the same thing, I was a single mum. I thought, you know, I've got to stay there. I was applying for jobs based on the salary and I'd either not get an interview or get to final stage. And then they'd say, really sorry, you know. And then... And I weirdly at a goal mapping workshop, I met a guy and he said, get post-it notes out and really think about what you want in your next job. So I did that. And I said, I want family friendly. I want my ideas to be um, ex- like celebrated. You know, I, I want like my creativity to be embraced and loved. And I, so I set a goal map around a job that did those things. And one of my actions was to only go for jobs that match that goal map. And I, and I couldn't find anything. So I looked, my other thing was to update LinkedIn and go once a week, look for jobs. I was doing that and I couldn't find anything. Then a friend messaged me about a job out of the blue and said, this person works here and it sounds perfect for you, but it was less money than what I was on and it was less days. And I was telling my sister about it and she was like, oh my God, so-and-so's sister works in HR, speak to her. And, and literally... I got that job and for the first time ever I said I really want to work for you but I can't I can take a certain cut but I can't take more than this but I'm willing to do four days instead of three does that work for you I was even late for the interview I went to the wrong building and I thought oh my gosh I've been really upfront about salary and I and I was late I've never got it I got it oh that, that job then gave me the experience to be in the job that I'm in now and has the salary that I put on my map and it's so funny because I wrote the map and I put March 2020 and I looked back on that map and I started in that job the first week of March 2020. Oh, that's awesome. God is good. So it just goes to show how powerful it can be, but you have to get really clear on what you want and you have to write, you have to recognize that belief system that you have yeah. that isn't really working for you. And then you, you listen into it yeah. and when it you notice it happening and then you reframe and reset and rebuild those belief systems yeah. using your goals yeah because I know prior to this we spoke about like obviously the the inner critic and Betty the lovely Betty the yeah the our best passionate friend, friend. Yeah, yeah passionate friend so I just wanted to take a step back so what about the mums that are listening now that are actually at kind of rock bottom and they can't even foresee creating a goal they're just trying to get by day by day what's a helpful tip you can give to to a mum listening 
in regards to setting up a plan to, yeah I think the best thing that you can do and it's really simple and it will be hard to begin with but um there's lots of like if you google online like my best life meditation for example and start to spend like I do it in the morning like when my my son's asleep and just as I wake up I do two things I list out the things I'm grateful for and that's a really great thing to develop that positive mindset and that can be um you know I'm grateful for the smile that Theo gave me yesterday when we had that moment in the car it can be or it can be I'm grateful that I've got that job promotion whatever it might be and it can be the same things every day but really feeling that gratitude and then just doing a meditation a visualization of your best life and really let yourself and the more you do it the more you'll be able to go off and just really allow yourself to imagine the life that you would ideally love take away the barriers don't worry about money or constraints but just really visualize and feel into that and then the other thing is when you go to bed at night celebrate your successes so I do this before I go to bed and it might be that I've got a load of washing on that day and I didn't feel like doing it and the day was really manic but I managed to get the washing on it might be that or it might be that I got all my to-do list done or I nailed something in work or it might be that you know I rocked being a mum today and I didn't shout for example like whatever it can be if you do in the morning your gratitude and you're celebrating your achievements in the evening you're starting your day on a positive note and you're ending the day because most people go to bed thinking about all the things they didn't do but if you go to bed celebrating the things you do then you're already starting to change that mindset. You're already feeling in a better place about things as you do it more and more. And then if you can visualize your future life, you'll start to get really clear about what you want. And those three things, they're really simple things you can do while you're lying in bed, either when you wake up or just before. They can, they're really life-changing. That's am- I've never heard of anyone said that saying that, like, think about all the good things that you have achieved throughout the day. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, 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 even at work now, um, I don't know what it is, but do you know, like for actually having a to-do list and there's something euphoric about crossing off the stuff. Yeah. That I, love I don't it know too. what it is, that little burst of <laughs> dopamine that you just like, okay. Yeah. So I actually just do a list for everything. Like beforehand, even to go into the corner shop, like I used to insult my mom for having a list back in the day. But now if I do not have the list, I kid you not Lizzie like I would go in and pick up stuff that I don't need like I'm going yeah. in for tissue and I come up with like mashed potato I'm like okay why did I pick this up so having a to-do list honestly is is a game changer it saved my life yeah <laughs> and you know if you don't tick all that to-do list off don't think about how you haven't ticked the to-do list off celebrate the things that you have managed to do yeah. and you know just changing that approach and that mindset like like I keep saying one imperfect action is better than no action and celebrate that imperfect action so I used to be really hard on myself for example if I didn't hit the gym when I said I would and then I just wouldn't go back the next week because I felt rubbish about it. Now, if I only get there once, I'm okay with that because I know if I've only got there once, it's because I've had a really busy week and I got there once and that's amazing. The old me would have got there zero times. So I celebrate that. And I think that's really important for us. Not It teaches us not to be too hard on ourselves. So um, how do you teach mums how to find their why? Yes. So 
lots of questioning. Weirdly, it's actually the hardest thing that people, when I set goals with people and I ask their why, they're like, oh, I don't know. And they really struggle with it. And so I just, whenever I set goals with people, I do the visualization exercise and then I get them to tell me about, so that I get them to visualize the best life and I get them to tell me about what came up for them. And normally when they tell me about those things, they'll say, for example, you know, I got up, my day was really calm and it was lovely and our house was peaceful. And that would be one of their whys typically that they want to improve. You know, it might be that they want to clean, have a clean and tidy house, their goal. And the reason for it is, is that it brings calm for them. So I generally have a conversation with them. Okay, so tell me how you'd feel if you achieve that goal. Um, and what would it make you feel like? What's the impact of it? Why is it so important to you? And we have that conversation and then I help them establish that why. Um, you know, we talked earlier on about, you know, our children and like being the best example for them and, you know, showing them that's a huge why for me. Um, you know, that's why. Um, and it's just those motivating reasons are so important because then, you know, you are going to have challenges along the way, but when you connect with the why and remind yourself why you said you were going to do this in the first place and go to that feeling of accomplishing in it, that's why the visualisation is great because it really makes you feel like how happy and better off you feel for achieving it. When you go to that, it just it gives you that little spur to keep going. Yeah, definitely. So where can people find you on social media? Yes, so I'm on Instagram. I am practical underscore strategist. Um, yeah, I'm only on Instagram, but I do, um, I try and post as regularly as I can um, to give sort of tips on how to develop a positive mindset, how to set goals. We do our thoughtful Thursday. So every Thursday, I prompt everybody to check in with them, with their mindset, to listen to that in a dialogue and reset and reframe it. And, you know, and to basically do what we've just talked about now to send that subconscious mind those clear commands. Brilliant. Lizzie, I want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting to you. It's been so lovely.